You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, good afternoon and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the positive news regarding Kieran Tierney's injury. We're going to be sharing with you Mikel Arteta's updates with regards to Pablo Mari and uh, Thomas Partey. And we're going to be discussing whatever else comes up in the live chat box. Uh, so feel free to get your questions, get your comments, get your thoughts into that chat box as quickly as possible. And um, yeah, we'll work our way through them throughout this uh, stream. First of all, uh, I want to say a big thank you to uh, those of you who have tuned into all of our shows this week. It's been an exhausting week, I've got to be honest, but... Um, I've enjoyed every minute of it and um, I'm delighted to keep bringing you uh, this uh, podcast. So thank you so much uh, to everybody who signed up as a member as well in order to help me uh, along that journey. Really, really appreciate it. And um, it's motivated me to, to, you know, to put in that extra bit of effort. Not that I wasn't in the first place, but to just keep pushing and try and take this thing up to the next level. Um loving talking with you all in the discord server as well it's great fun and just a quick reminder again we've got more members than we have participants in the discord server so it's not compulsory that you join the discord server but if you are a member if you have signed up it is part of the package and you're kind of missing out if you're not taking advantage of it and using it and i wouldn't want that to be the case uh right let's uh let's begin with the news on kieran tierney um Kieran Tierney, according to David Ornstein of The Athletic, could be fit for Arsenal versus Newcastle after having a scan on his injury. The injury is thought not to be serious and the Arsenal left-back could be available for the next Premier League game against Newcastle on Monday night. Now, of course, the 23-year-old missed uh, Thursday's 0-0 draw with Crystal Palace as a precaution after picking up a calf problem ahead of the game. But The Athletic understand he has not suffered a muscle tear and may be fit uh, for Newcastle's visit. Of course, he was replaced by Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who didn't exactly cover himself in glory, we've got to be honest. Um, but it is really, really positive news. I think yesterday proved uh, what a, a huge impact Kieran Tierney has on this Arsenal side. I've just penned a piece uh, for 90min.com. If you go over there now, you'll find it. It's the latest Arsenal piece. I'll uh, share it um, in the Discord server. I'll share it on Twitter uh, immediately after we finish up here. But really enjoyed writing it. And it was a piece about how, uh, why Kieran Tierney has become Arsenal's most important creative outlet and how last night's game demonstrated that. So please uh, check that out. Give it a like, give it a share. And I'd love to hear your feedback as well. Uh, it is very, very much appreciated. Um, so that's the news on Kieran Tierney. Obviously, really, really positive news. Uh, we know that Kieran Tierney, um, you know, has, has, has played such a key and vital role in Arsenal's upturn in form of late. The thought of losing him uh, just kind of three games into this improved run was really, um, was, you know, a, a real worry and a real, uh, a real scare. There's no doubt about that. Let's see what some of you guys are saying about it in the live chat. But before I do that, 
I have to say a massive thank you to Steve Stone, who has just this minute while we're live signed up to become a YouTube member. Uh, Steve, thank you so much, mate, for your support of the channel. It is so, so appreciated. Um, I see you in the chat quite often, Steve, so I'm absolutely delighted uh, that you're going to be joining us. Make sure you go over to the community tab on the YouTube uh, channel and click on that Discord server link and jump in there as well so we can uh, have a bit of a discussion there as well. So thank you to Steve Stone. Don't forget, if you're interested in our membership proposition, if you click the link in the description, you'll find more information on our membership tiers and the perks that are available, and you can decide which, if any of those, appeal to you. Right, let's get back to your live comments. A big hello to V Rogue, to Tommy O'Donoghue, to Said Abdullah, um, to Zissi, who says, Hi, Harry, I hear positive news regarding Tierney. He's okay to resume training. Absolutely. Kieran Tierney, um, thankfully, hasn't uh, sustained a serious injury, which is very, very good news uh, for Arsenal. Stephen Zenner uh, from uh, Houston says, Morning. How you doing? Morning. It's morning over there. How you doing, mate? Welcome. Uh, Regent Adam says hello from Slovakia. Um, Christian Hoover says, honestly, I'm beating him five and Tierney is okay. I feel a lot better after yesterday. Yeah, completely agree. Um, completely agree. Um, big hello to Talau, uh, to Kai Hin, who says, great news and good call by the team for not playing him yesterday. Uh, I agree with that as well. Uh, Femi says, evening, Harry. That's great news. Uh, Brad Richardson says, surely we need a new left back this window. Loaning SK, uh, Sarah Kolasinac, seems silly. Yeah, it feels like we left ourselves a little bit short um, in loaning out Sarah Kolasinac. I completely agree. And I was talking about it on the live stream that we did earlier on today. We were discussing that fact and uh, the point that, you know, loaning him out feels a little bit um as though it's kind of benefiting the player because he gets to go and play football, but it's actually cutting our nose off to spite our face, if that makes sense. Because in a situation like last night, there's no doubt in my mind, I know a lot of Arsenal fans would disagree, didn't like Ser Kolasinac, didn't particularly rate him. There's no doubt in my mind that he would have been a more natural uh, fill-in for Kieran Tierney. And when you're breaking forward and you're, you've are you got a right-footed player at left-back and he's trying to make those overlapping runs on the outside, the fact that Maitland-Niles had to constantly cut in on that right foot, I said it already yesterday, but the fact that he had to do that is so key for me because it just slows down the momentum of the attack. Saeed Abdullah says that Arteta should have rested him in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad shout. It's not the worst shout in the world, mate. Um... In fact, I, I really, I agree with you. Um, you know, I think that you're absolutely right. Um, Steve Stone, after me thanking him, he says, no problem, Harry. I know razor blades are expensive. This beard bl breaks razor blades, man. It's been like, what? When was it? Started a week I shaved it off. It's back already with a vengeance. Need to deal with that ASAP. Uh, big hello to AJ Morgan as well, who joins us in the live chat. Uh, a couple more of you have signed up. Uh, thank you so much. Harry Land, um, become a YouTube member. I thought you were a member. Have you maybe changed your membership? Is that what it is? I don't know, but thank you anyway, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? We've got another member in Kai Hin. Kai, thank you so much uh, for signing up. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you to both of you. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Um, Texas Gunner says, Morning, Harry. Yesterday was just one of those matches onwards and upwards. We would have dropped points a month ago. Yeah, uh, you know, agree. Um, as I said earlier on, it's one of those um, 
it's one of those where you know you um you don't like it you don't like the result you don't like the outcome but um what it has done is 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 opened our eyes a little bit to actually where we are as a team it's kind of managed the or, or leveled off the expectation a little bit brought that down a notch which i think is right because you still got to bear in mind that for all the progress you might think arsenal made over the last three or four weeks actually we're still aside this lost eight of our premier league games this season eight of of 18 is it it's not good enough it's not good enough. And we're a long way off of where we need to be. Gunatel just confirming that Harry Land has become platinum. Thank you, Harry, for upgrading that, mate. Really appreciate that. And I look forward to speaking you uh, speaking to you on some of our member streams and uh, some of our uh, phone-in shows as well. Um, what else have we got here? Um, MK Calvin says, evening, Harry. I think both Tierney and Leno should be given backup. Arsenal is my DNA. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I think that um, I think that Arsenal fans um, have a right to question whether we've got sufficient cover for both of those two players. We saw last night that Ainsley Maitland-Niles, you know, wasn't up to it. But I'm I'm very uh, I will criticise Ainsley Maitland-Niles' performance yesterday because it was bad. It was very bad. There's no getting away from that. He disrupted us in the attack. Defensively, he was poor. He kept coming in field. I, I'd imagine that, you know, some of that was was manager instruction because we know that Mikel Arteta sometimes likes his fullbacks to come into those inverted positions. Also, you've got to take into account that being right-footed, as I've already said, means he'll naturally do that. But for me, it's important to remember that Ainsley Maitland-Niles has played at fullback and has played at wingback um, previously and done okay. You know, that was a, a really bad performance, but I don't think it's a, re a reflection of his ability uh, to fill in those roles at certain points. You know, if you think back throughout his Arsenal career, he's had some some pretty solid games at fullback as well. He's had some shocking ones and last night was right up there, but he has had some decent ones as well. I think you've got to... Um, you know, I think you've got to um, you've got to take that into consideration as well. Uh, Texas Gunner says Arteta was trying to play left back off the touchline last night. I loved that little thing with him. Um, was it Andros Townsend? And I, I was saying it during the watch along that fire that Mikel Arteta seems to have as a manager. This no nonsense. I'm not taking any shit from anyone. I don't care who you are. Attitude. We never really saw that from from Mikel Arteta as a player. I wonder if he was like that behind the scenes, but. I certainly didn't have that impression of him. I've got to be honest. Adam says we played fairly decent football. Now we just can't re now we just can't create many chances and can't score goals. If Arteta doesn't bring anyone in in January, there's serious problems. I'd be very surprised, mate, if Arsenal were to do any significant business this month. I've got to be honest. I think that they are looking. I think they'll say that they're looking. I think they'll say they're reading the market, and who knows, you know towards the end of the, the window, we might see Arsenal, um, you know, uh, you know, dip into the market, bring in uh, a little bit of cover for, for some of those areas that we've discussed earlier on. But when people are talking about Buendia, 30, 35 million pounds, and people are talking about um, Julian Brandt, 20, 25 million pounds, for me, that's not going to happen. I just don't see it happening. Uh, and for that reason, I think we need to kind of temper our expectations going into the, the last what couple of weeks of this window. 
the the business is not going to be major. I think there might be some, um, but it's not going to be breaking the bank stuff. You know, we're talking about a football club who've just had to go and borrow money from the Bank of England uh, in order to keep their operation running smoothly. So I'd be very surprised if uh, the business was significant. But I think you're right. You know, if we get towards the end of the season with this current squad and, and we miss out by a fairly fine margin, then you'd be well within your rights to say, um, you know, had we maybe extended ourselves a little bit in that transfer window, actually, uh, we would have stood a much better chance of, of getting our, our t- achieve, of achieving our targets and, and finishing in our desired position. Uh, another member has just joined us. Wow, we're on fire tonight. That's uh, that's three members, two up, three members and an upgrade. Unbelievable. Thank you uh, so much to Thomas. Really, really appreciate it, mate. Uh, really su- uh, appreciate your support. Don't forget, if you're interested, click in the link in the uh, chat and it will take you to our membership page where you can see about the different levels and decide if it's something that appeals to you. Thomas, thank you so much, mate. And uh, don't forget, join the Discord server. Come over there. We we have lots of good conversations throughout the day. So come and join us uh, for that. Uh, what else have we got here? Topher says, uh, people, please hit the likes. Yes, please do so. Smash the like button. It is uh, very, very important. Right. Let's um, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go uh, through Mikel Arteta's latest updates with regards to Pablo Marie and Thomas Partey and whether he is ready to start the game against Newcastle United on Monday. Um, This is what Mikel had to say on Pablo Marie, as reported by Arsenal.com. He says he had a calf injury in training on Wednesday. I think he will miss a few matches. He's another one we will lose, but we've got Gabby back after COVID, which is good news. We've got Thomas back as well. So let's focus on the positives. Now, there were... um, there were rumours, weren't there, doing the rounds the other day uh, about the fact that if Pablo Marie made a 10th appearance, Arsenal would then owe another, what, 10 million, uh, 10 million, 1 million uh, euros to Flamengo. That's, as I said at the time, that's not an outrageous thing. That's that's how a lot of transfer deals are done. Um, we didn't pay the full fee for Pablo Marie up front. Uh, we paid a portion of it and it, the rest of it is structured in that way. Uh, so 10 appearances means paying 1 million euros for Pablo Marie. Now, if, look, we we all spoke about it yesterday and I kind of joked about it that, you know, in the lead up to the game that oh, now that money's going to be due, Pablo Marie definitely won't play. And then when people didn't see him in the squad, I think a lot of people's first thought, including my own, was, well, look, there you go. Arsenal skimping again. Arsenal not wanting to put their hands in their pockets again. But actually the reality... um is that he probably is injured. I mean, what 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 are Arsenal going to do? Never play Pablo Marie again from fear of handing over 1 million euros that they would have already uh, known they were going to have to pay, by the way. It's not a, an unexpected cost. That would have been within the budgeting done that they were going to have to pay that money. But, you know, it was everybody's first thought, but ultimately it's, it's it, the sensible thing is to just assume that Pablo Marie is injured and ignore that nonsense. If I'm, if I'm honest, um, you know, I can see why people think it because the club haven't exactly conducted themselves uh, in the best manner uh, over the last what decade or so. But yeah, to, to suggest that that is the case, I think with last night's game is a little bit uh, far fetched and, and it feels like some people would just be fueling their agendas uh, if I'm honest. But admittedly, it was my first thought as well. 
Um, we spoke about it in the same old Arsenal group in the lead up to the game during the week. So it is not beyond the realms of possibility. It's not something that is a completely uh, ludicrous, uh, you know, statement. But it, it does feel like Pablo Marie is injured. He's got um, he's got a, a calf problem, and we're going to have to wait and see how long that rules him out for. Uh, in terms of Thomas Partey, this is what Mikel Arteta had to say. He said he was asked whether he's ready to start in the game on Monday. And he said this, well, he's made the right step. Obviously, he hasn't played much football in the last four months. He had an injury in exactly the same place he had before when he got injured against Spurs. Now we have the reassurance that he can compete. He did it for 25, 30 minutes. He did it well. He didn't feel anything. So now we're going to be looking for the next step. So he didn't rule out, um, he didn't rule out the, uh, the, uh, the possibility of, um, of, uh, you know, Thomas Partey starting the game on Monday. He also spoke uh, a, a bit about Richard Garlick's appointment. Uh, the man will be taking over as the director of football operations. He said, we lost Hus at the Hus Farming, that is, at the start of the season. He had a really important role because it is a very important link between myself, Edu, the technical director of the board, Vinay. We needed a person with a lot of experience who knows the job very well, has all the connections in English and international football, as well as someone that can bring some ideas and some qualities that we believe are required to run the business the way we want. I'm really excited. I met him. He's certainly the candidate we wanted. And now we have to respect the process. He's at the Premier League at the moment and we will see when we can get him. Uh, so Mikel Arteta using his favourite buzzword again, the process. Um, <laughs> love that. Um, that would that would trigger a few fans out there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, right, let's go back to uh, some of your live comments. Get your questions in the chat. Let's, uh, let's take some of those as well. Um, and of course, your comments on the subjects that we've already discussed. Um, let's see what we've got here. Uh, Texas Gunner says, Harry, do you like Pepe being first off the bench? I personally did and felt it was a prime spot for Pepe to take over that game. Clearly, we just can't seem to get him to gel with the attack thoughts. Well, it was interesting because, you know, I think as a lot of us probably did, I feared that Mikel Arteta was going to turn to Willian first. Um, I would rather see him persist with Nicolas Pepe because Nicolas Pepe is is a player we've made a significant investment in. And when I watch Nicolas Pepe, although he frustrates the living shit out of me, I still see something there. I still see someone who, if you could just inject him with a bit of confidence, could really impact games, could really influence games. Haven't seen that from Willian this season. I've seen someone coasting through it, you know, going through the motions. So, yeah, you know, obviously Pepe came on and and uh, replaced Ainsley Maitland-Niles and went and played on that right flank with Bukayo Saka moving into left back. Um, but, yeah, you know, as I said, I think confidence is the biggest issue for Nicolas Pepe right now. And if he's being left on the bench week in, week out, that's not going to help his confidence. But there's the, the flip side to that. And, and from Mikel Arteta's perspective, he's got to pick the team that he feels is best equipped to go out there and win the game. And if you look at uh, some of the performances going in to that game against uh, against Crystal Palace last night, then there's no debate. Bukayo Saka uh, had to start in that position. So Mikel Arteta has to find the balance now, doesn't he, between trying to get the best um out of uh, Nicolas Pepe and uh, doing what's right for the team. Uh, but great question, though. Uh, 
the blind gooner hi harry keep up the good work i became a member yesterday mate thank you so much for your kind super chat and you did become a member um and i was waiting for you to come into the stream so i can give you a shout out um here he is the blind gooner mate thank you so much and um the blind gooner will be joining me on this channel next week and i'll be going on the blind gooners channel as well uh, so make sure um you check out his channel subscribe to it uh, give it a share really good content he's a really good lad he talks lots of sense and he's always a pleasure uh, to chat to you probably recognize him from some of our uh, fans phoning shows over the last few months so please do check out the blind gooner and i look forward to talking with you next week mate uh, thank you so much um let's see uh, what else uh, we've got here in terms of your questions um uh, let's see what else we've got here. Some of you calling for uh, Jack Grealish to come in. Said Abdullah asks, you think we will sign a creative uh, player this window? I'm not 100% sure uh, if I've got to be honest. that I think we will try and do something. I don't think it will be the big name uh, kind of shining star signing that people want, though. I don't expect that uh, to be the case at all. Um, I think it will be uh, a bit of a budget signing, if I'm honest. I can't see us breaking the bank. Not in uh not in january anyway um shalik says we should buy solomon from shakta we've discussed him a little bit over the last few days and john p says solomon looks interesting on youtube but i've been fooled before by those pesky videos yeah exactly that's the thing to be wary of isn't it i mean lots of people look good on youtube reels but ultimately um you know it doesn't really tell the full picture nicholas pepe looked like a flipping world beater on those YouTube videos as of many others in years gone by. And they've not turned out uh, to be uh, quite the hot prospect that we all hoped and expected. Uh, but there you go. Uh, Adam says, big congrats to Wayne Rooney for his career. What a player for United and England. Incredible. Yeah, big news today. Wayne Rooney's officially retired from football and he's taken up the manager's job uh, at Derby County. So he's been officially appointed as the Derby boss. His first uh, official managerial position, although he's been taking charge of the team for a little bit now. Um, look, I absolutely despised Wayne Rooney throughout his career. First, there was that goal for Everton when he was, what, 16-year-old, when he'd done uh, David Seaman from the edge of the box. And then years and years of, of really hurting us with Manchester United, played for the team that I regard as my most hated club in world football. Um and that's saying something when you consider Spurs are just down the road. Uh, but th there's no denying that Wayne Rooney was a huge talent. And for me, if I think over the last, what, 20 years, he's probably England's biggest talent, I would say, in terms of at his peak, I would say he's as good as any English player we've seen um, over the last 20, 30 years. I'd probably argue that he's bit, he was the best um, and it pains me to say that, but it's the truth and credit where credit's due. It's always a lot easier uh, to give these guys the credit that they deserve after they've retired. And especially when they're not playing or, or, not, or not managing the likes of Manchester United. So there you are. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Talawa Shaw asks, is Martinelli going to be available for Newcastle? Um, we think so. Uh, we think so. But um, he's in contention. But of course, we haven't had any uh, real clarification on that just yet. But I expect him to be in contention um, to, to at least start on the bench. Uh, that would be my guess. But of course, uh, we will we will know 
won't we uh, sort of closer to the time. Jay Garcher asks, do you think Arsenal can win a Premier League or a Champions League in the next four to five years? At the moment, I can't see it, Jay. Um, I always try to be an optimist. I always try to be positive, but I just I don't see it at the moment. I feel like there is so much work to be done. You know, you never know. Um, you know, you saw Liverpool go from kind of pretenders to to the real deal over this kind of four or five year journey under Jurgen Klopp. Arsenal um, uh, are on that journey as well. But I think Arsenal are starting from a worse position than Liverpool were in. Arsenal won't have the finance that Liverpool had. Arsenal haven't got a, a Felipe Coutinho to sell for a hundred plus million uh, to enable them to go and get the players they want in the transfer market. Um, you know, let's, let's not forget that Coutinho deal funded uh, the deals for Alisson and, and Virgil van Dijk, which ultimately transformed Liverpool's fortunes, didn't they? Particularly from a defensive standpoint. I think the circumstances are very different. I expect Arsenal to be back in the Champions League at least. That's where a club of our size needs to be at a minimum. It's a as Mikel Arteta would say, it's a non-negotiable. Arsenal need to be in the UEFA Champions League. Four or five years in football, though, is a really long time. So I can't rule it out. Um, but at this moment in time, it just feels like we're kind of, we are moving. Are we moving? I don't know. It, it, it You know, it feels like a, there's still a long, long way to go before we can even think about that, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, Gunatel says, Harry, do you think Arsenal need a different type of striker as a plan B? Absolutely. I think we need a, a, an Olivier Giroud type striker. I think if you're talking about strikers that like to run in behind with pace, we've got that in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. If we play the right system, there's no reason he can't do that job. Um, but I do feel in games like last night, you need an Olivier Giroud and maybe not Olivier Giroud, but someone of that profile, someone who can hold the ball up, someone who has a physical presence, someone who commands uh, the space in the penalty area and someone that when you're struggling to play through a side, you can put balls into the box for uh, from the wide areas, knowing that he's going to make a good go at him, knowing that he stands a good chance of winning it and stands a good chance of finding the back of the net. Uh, so, yeah, I do. I've said that from, from the start of the season, to be honest. I think when we were really struggling to create, and I'm talking about just prior to that uh, positive run we've been on, then, you know, that that was one of the first things that came to my mind and one of the things that I believe we, we should be looking at uh, if not now, uh, then in the summer. Uh, Tofa asks, what is your game day, game day meal, drinking dish? Oh, I like to get a bit of meat and chips, if I'm honest. Quality fish bar, Finsbury Park, opposite Finsbury Park Station. Large portion of chips, bit of meat slapped on top. Tad of chilli sauce, salt and vinegar. Bang, that's your that's your match day meal. Um yeah, that's what I would go for. Uh, random question, but a good one. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got here in terms of your comments and your questions. Um, Mohammed Adam says, hi, Harry, your videos are the only thing taking me through Arsenal's mediocrity. Thank you. Thank you, mate, for joining me. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to pick up a couple more questions. Uh, Somerset Gunnar asks, um, any truth in Laka not getting on with Arteta? Not to my knowledge. Um, I think that there, that you know, there's been uh, reports of that in the past, and they've probably stemmed from the fact that Lacazette at times has found himself in and out of the side, whether it be uh, Aubameyang playing through the middle or whether it is because Eddie Nketiah has been preferred. So 
you know, I can see where those stories come from. It's not my understanding, though, that there has been a falling out or anything significant like that. Uh, so I wouldn't read into that too much, to be honest. Uh, Thomas says, Harry, will you get Fabrizio Romano live on one of your future, on one of your streams by the end of the transfer window? I can try. Uh, I can try, but Fabrizio Romano is a man in serious demand uh, when it comes uh, to the transfer window. Uh, so we can try. I can't promise anything. But what do you want Fabrizio Romano for? You got me. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Um, what else have we got? Brad Richardson would like to see Isco come in uh, on loan. Um going back to the comment about Solomon looking good on YouTube. Topher says Lingard could look good on YouTube. Yeah, true. Uh, he really could. Um, Pratyush Gupta asks an interesting question. He says, would you rather wait for the summer window to get a top drawer at central attacking midfielder or get a decent one right now? But it meant we won't splash big in the summer. Now I'm always a massive advocate of not rushing and going and getting the player that you actually need. I feel like the summer transfer window is so much better uh, than the January one in the sense of it's easier to do business. It's longer, uh, which means that the right deals can be done. Um, you know, it, it just feels like a, a much better and easier uh, environment to navigate. So, yeah, I, I would rather wait until the summer because I don't see Arsenal's chances of, of really achieving what we want to achieve this season as being very strong anyway, i.e. I don't see Arsenal finishing in the top four. That's got to be the aim for this football club now. You know, we spent years and years and years lambasting Arsene Wenger for, for finishing in the top four and, and, and accepting that. And um, now look at us. Now what we would give now to get back into that top four. Um, Thomas also asked, what do you think of Clive Palmer from Arsenal Vision podcast? Do you plan on any sort of collaboration with them? I've had Elliot uh, from the Arsenal Vision on here before. Elliot's a, a top top gentleman um i haven't actually done a podcast with clive before but he's quality uh watched him on a stream earlier on today actually really love clive's insights and i do listen to the arsenal vision podcast as well so um yeah he's someone i'd love to talk to in the future for sure um in did you know says hundreds watching and only 41 likes come on people show harry some love do what the man says <laughs> uh what have we got? Um, AJ Morgan says, "Who's your, what is your top five players Arsenal need to sell in the coming windows? Well, it's about getting out the players that that don't have a future here. You know, we're going to have to sell Sarah Kolasinac at some point. You know, he's one of them. You're talking about someone that we've sent out on loan to Schalke. I think actually we probably did that a little bit prematurely, if I'm honest, but we've done it. Um, so his future needs to be resolved. Socrates Ozil are the other obvious two um, whose futures need to be resolved. Lots of rumours about Ozil going to Fenerbahce, about Socrates going to Real Betis or Genoa or Fenerbahce. Even Liverpool has come up in the last few days, but still no resolution uh, with the futures of either of those players. So we're going to have to remain patient. But Kalasinac, Ozil, Socrates, Mustafi is another one. His contract, of course, expires at the end of the season, he's going to walk away. Um, and then after that, I think you need to probably start looking at homes for, it'd be nice to sell Willian actually, um, if I can include him. But I think uh, aside from that, you have to start looking for, for, you have to start looking at the likes of Joe Willock and Reese Nelson, I think, and, and, and deciding whether you think they've, 
they've got a future at Arsenal Football Club. I, I, that's for me. I think that's important. I think it's something that we kind of avoid talking about at the moment. But when you look at the level at which Saka and Smith Rowe operate, and you compare it to those two, it's quite clear that there are uh, there are levels between them. And and I think that not only for the football club, but for the, the the development of those two players as well, who probably can go on and have Premier League careers. You know, you have to look at them and 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 decide whether you actually feel they've got it. And if not, then maybe start uh, in the process of of moving those guys out. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, my opinion. Uh, Somerset Guna describes the transfer window perfectly. He says it's a wet fart. The January transfer window is a wet fart. There you go. Um, it's like there's all this hype about it, but then it never delivers, if you know what I mean. Um, it's kind of one of those things that everybody goes into, oh, the January transfer window, you know, Jim White gets on Sky Sports, gets his yellow tie out. Everybody gets excited, but very little normally happens in the January transfer window. Very little uh, sort of big money bank-breaking deals normally go through in the month of January. Unless you're Sam Allardyce, who's just, you know, trying to sign every single player in the world. I don't know if anybody saw his press conference this week where Sam Allardyce was talking about the fact that they've been in touch with so many players this week and they've not been able to make much materialise at West Brom. He's got Snodgrass in, of course, from West Ham, said that a number of players had said yes to joining West Brom and then changed their minds at the last minute. I wonder why, Sam. I would love it, love it, Kevin Keegan style, if uh, Sam Allardyce uh, was relegated this season and that record of his was put to bed. And uh, the fact that they're struggling to get players in and the players that he wants in is um, is, uh, is is a bad sign for them, for sure. Um, apologies if I'm skipping over some of the questions. Some of it is because the chat is updating and I, I can't see them. And some of them is because we've already spoken about something similar. And so I'm trying to keep the, the subjects as broad and as, as wide as possible uh, during the show. So apologies for that. Uh, let's see. Um, Talao asks random question. This is a random question, but it's a good question. I like random questions. Would you have Fabregas as an assistant coach? I only asked because I remember him mentioning it on a podcast last year. Um, I think Cesc Fabregas has made it quite clear that his intentions are to go into coaching, but n- no, because I, I, I'm, you know, I look at Mikel Arteta and, and for all the positive things that he brings, and I do think there are some positive things. I think there are negatives as well. And I think a lot of those negatives are because he's an inexperienced football manager. Um, you know, you can play all, for as many years as you want at the top. You know, you can, work alongside Pep Guardiola but until you become the main man until you sit in the hot seat it is a very different job and in Mikel Arteta I see at times um, a naivety I see someone who's still clearly learning on the job and I don't know if I want another one of those at our football club right now you know this is not somewhere that you come to learn your trade. This is Arsenal Football Club, one of the biggest football clubs in the world. And it just feels like we can't keep taking these coaches on uh, for them to hopefully find their feet. We need success now. So no, I I wouldn't take Cesc Fabregas as an assistant coach now or when he first goes into the role. There's no reason why he couldn't do it in the future. Um, A lot of Arsenal fans still have ill feeling towards Cesc Fabregas with the way he kind of 
manufactured the move to Barcelona. But for me, um, it's water under the bridge. I understand why he wanted to go. Arsenal weren't competing at the time. Um, he's not the only player that, that said that, is he? Robin Van Persie had the same view and they were all proved right. So, yeah, um, I don't really take a massive uh, issue with, with what happened back then. But as an assistant coach right now, no, not for me. Uh, Gunatel says, Harry, should Arsenal take a look at Thomas Suchik? You mean Marouan Fellaini, Mark II. David Moyes has managed to find his next Marouan Fellaini. No, I wouldn't because I don't think Suchik would work in a in a big side, if that makes sense. Uh, let me rephrase that. I don't think Thomas Suchik would work at a... I don't think Thomas Suchik would be successful at a football club like Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, Tottenham, Liverpool, whatever, Chelsea. Because Thomas Suchek, as I've just said, in my opinion, is a Mara Fellaini Mark II. He works in a very he works well in a very specific system. Uh, and David Moyes has a very specific way of playing football. And Thomas Suchek fits into that. Um but yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um you know, not for me. He's done really good things for for West Ham United. He's been a real um, shining light on their season. So David Moyes will be delighted with that piece of business. But for me, I don't think it would work at Arsenal. Um, I've got to be honest. Uh, for Ray Dune says, do you think Arteta can get us back to the top four this season? No. Um, in the future, quite possibly. Uh, but it all depends on so many other factors, doesn't it? It depends on the development of some of our youngsters. Will they get up to the level required? Can we maintain consistency with some of our more senior players? Will we do the right business in the transfer market? Will the club's finances allow Mikel Arteta to do the business he wants in the transfer market? There are a lot of factors that, you know, you have to consider uh, when deciding whether Mikel Arteta uh, sorry, there are a lot of factors that will influence whether or not Mikel Arteta can uh, get us back uh, into the top four. Only time will tell, my friend. Only time will tell. Um, da -da 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 -da. Let's see what else we've got. Neil D'Souza asks, would I take Santi on a six-month loan? He deserves a proper send-off. No, because it's, it's, it's just like... I know what you mean. He does deserve the send-off. I absolutely adored Santi Cazorla. I hated the way his Arsenal career ended. But it would be just like showing ourselves to be a retirement home again, wouldn't it? And we've already done that so often. Um, you know, we've already done that so often in recent years and it's blown up in our faces. And no, I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't take Santi. I know you're saying it on a loan deal, which financially wouldn't have big implications. So I get that. But I just feel like we need to move forward and stop, you know, stop living on what players have done in the past. You know, like we, we signed William based on what he's done in the past, but the actual future, you know, or, or the actual present, he's not doing anything. He's not delivering anything. So I feel like we need to stop being dictated by that and by sentiment. Actually, we've got to be more ruthless as a football club um, in order to progress and get back to where we feel we belong. Uh, Tofa asks, any thoughts on Vestergaard, the Southampton man? Would you have him or is he a one-off? Um, He's okay. Uh, he does a decent job, uh, Yannick Vestergaard. But nah, um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too keen on him. Um, I'm sure the Southampton fans will say otherwise. But yeah, I just I, I just don't regard him as a top class centre half. And maybe I'm being a bit of a snob again. 
Um, I know I've been a bit of a snob when talking about Emi Buendia over the last few weeks, but yeah, no, not, not for me. Uh, not for me, Vestergaard. Uh, Kangaroo says, I want Nicolo Barella from Interhari. Yeah, Barella is a top, top talent. Uh, really good young player. Um, and someone that um, I really admire. Um, just 23 years old uh, is Nicola Barella. But for me, uh, again, you know, to get someone like that from Inter, you're going to have to absolutely break the bank. Um, and, I, and I just can't see Arsenal doing that right now. You know, I just can't see Arsenal uh, going and, and doing that sort of business uh, during this transfer window. It just feels a little bit outside of our comfort zone right now, given the financial uh, restraints on the club. And, and I mentioned that loan earlier on. That well, that, if That's as big a sign as any, isn't it? That actually things aren't going particularly well, uh, thanks to the lost revenue. And you've got to realise as well, Arsenal and Spurs with their stadiums, with the ticket prices being in London, have actually lost more match day revenue than anybody in the Premier League. So we've been hit the hardest by that. It's important to remember that as well. I know a lot of people like to slag off the club um, and, and really have a go at them and, and say that they're just, you know, they're just being tight. They're just not uh, wanting to spend money. They're just taking handouts. Actually, you've got to take into consideration just how hard Arsenal have been hit uh, by this COVID crisis. Right. Fill up the chat box with where it is you are joining us from. I'll give you guys a shout out uh, before we lock off. I want to say a massive thank you uh, to those of you who have signed up as members. Um, and in particular, those who have signed up today and to the Blind Guna who signed up last night. Thank you to every single uh, one of you. Uh, really, really appreciate your support and uh, keep your good, keep your thought, your questions in mind because uh, I'm going to be putting out another uh sort of prompt for a member Q&A uh, that will be coming to you guys in the next few days. So get involved in that. Um, if you want to become a member and you're not one already, click the link in the description for more information um, on our membership proposal. You can see the three different tiers that are available, um, how it all works, what perks you get with each one, and you can decide whether uh, you feel uh, that is something you want to get involved in. Your support is much appreciated, as I keep saying. Um, and I look forward to welcoming more of you uh, to the growing uh, member family. Uh, is that a thing? Member family? Membership family? Big thank you to your local MCE as well. Good afternoon, mate. He says, thank you so much uh, for your kind super chat. Really, really appreciate that uh, as well. Right. Let's see where you guys are joining us from. Uh, Matt Devereaux is in North London. Talal is in Saudi Arabia. Rena Black is in Los Angeles, California. Aaron's in Bromley. T is in Larnaca, Cyprus. RW is in West London. Neil D'Souza is in Mitcham, South London. Uh, you know, Rambo says love from, oh, I can't, I don't know what flag that is. I don't know what flag that is. That's really bad on my part. I'm normally good at, at my flags. Is it Kenya? Is it a Kenyan flag? No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I've got to be honest, I don't know. And I and I can't get away with Googling it now. I haven't got enough. I'm going to get found out. Let me know. Let me know. I apologize, but love love to you, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, Tofa's in DC. Saeed Abdullah's in Kuwait. Um, what else have we got here? Gunatel's in Braintree. Um, Steve is in East Moreland, Kent. Um, Fuad Ahmed joins us from Somalia. Ramiz is in Zimbabwe. Uh, that's the Zimbabwe flag. Thank you, Rambo. Really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> cheers from Houston, says uh, Stephen. Neil D'Souza has been in 
three different places uh, so far. I think Mitchum, South London. Oh, he's saying Zimbabwe because he's telling me what bloody flag it is. Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, AJ Morgan's on Merseyside. Kai Honage is in Norway. It says lots of love. Thank you all so much for your continued support. We are going to be taking a day off tomorrow, a much-earned day off. We've brought you two streams a day, three yesterday, four yesterday, um, every single day so far this week. But we're going to be taking a day off. I've got some work commitments as well. I'll be commentating live for VCN across the United States on uh, that derby between Fulham and Chelsea, 5.30 p.m. UK time. If you're interested in having a listen, I'll drop the link in the Discord server for our members. And I always tweet it out. So uh, come over and check it out. You might enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday uh, to look ahead to the uh, game against Newcastle United. Uh, so until then, take care. Stay safe. All the best. Ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.